Welcome to the 92nd installment of Ear to the Ground, the Land Stewardship Project's audio podcast on family farming, sustainable agriculture, local food systems, and local democracy. I'm Brian DeVore, editor of the Land Stewardship Letter. In this episode, we continue our series featuring a presentation on decision-making given by organic farming pioneer Atina Diffley during a recent session of LSP's Farm Beginnings course. In this eighth installment of Diffley's presentation, she and the rest of the class help a beginning farmer brainstorm ways of overcoming barriers to getting her operation launched. We would like to invite anyone in the group who would like to come up for the group and share some decision they're making and then go through a group process of talking about the decision, looking at the decision, kind of tapping the collective wisdom of this group. Sweet, do you guys mind helping us again? Anyone else that would like a turn? It's a pretty safe process. I know everybody in one's head or um, pull their pants down. Or <laughs> yeah. Would you like to come up and? That'd be great. Come on up. <laughs> no, you're first because she's had a turn already. You always try to share it around. So there will be this opportunity. I don't think my shoes that great. Hi. What's your name? Zofia, or Zoe. Okay, so I guess my issue is kind of ways to get started farming. Um, I don't have land yet. Um, I don't have really any skills yet. <laughs> um, so just some history brief. Um, I think maybe I talked about this a little bit before. I dropped out of graduate school to become a farmer. Um, I worked in biological sciences. Um, and so for the last like two years, I've been kind of in a process of trying to get into a place for that, um, trying to hopefully work on debt and stuff like that. So I guess the issue that I'm working on is um, ways I can find more time to actually get involved with this. It mostly involves making decisions about work. Um, do I decide to work part-time, um, possibly at the threat of job loss, because maybe they don't need me anymore for that full-time. Um, I guess that's kind of the main because I would need more time to work on farming and getting skills and just do. But then there's also another issue of being able to pay off debt. So your question is, you're feeling you need more time to focus on this. Yeah. And your question is, how do you get more time and stay financially solvent? Is that your question? Yeah. How do you get more time? How does Zoe get more time? You know those magic wands. <laughs> get more time. Stay financially solvent. So I've been watching your body, and I'm seeing a lot of motion. And I'm wondering what motion do you have around this question? I think I have fear of asking for reduced hours because um, fear of job loss in an economic recession. Okay. So you're afraid if you if you work less, you might get in trouble financially and you might lose your job. It's pretty scary. This is pretty scary decision. Do you have, um, are you single financially? Mm -hmm. So you're counting on yourself. So what allies do you have? I'll um, think of outside of other people who necessarily would give you money. But allies of support. Right now I have my family. Um, I made 
some hard decisions this year. Um, I moved in with family, kind of as a, hopefully a win-win. It's helped some of the elders in my family by living there and helping out with some bills while having kind of reduced rent situation. Um, I got rid of all my pets, um, so I don't have other things to take care of except me. Um, you taking some big steps, ready? Yeah, I had to give up my dog, but that's because my my grandma has actually bad respiratory problems, uh -huh. so we can't have animals or flowers or anything in the house. Um, she's not gonna let me put sheep in the backyard or chickens or dog. You can't get the grandma. Grandma is an ally. What do the LIC have? Land storage project. Yeah, like people. Can you think about the LIC have or resource? Resources, books, the library's free. <laughs> what have you done before? Work-wise or education? Um, my education is in um, biology. Mm -hmm. um, and right now I work as a uh, research technician. Is that your research? I think the knowledge is, um, okay. and in general, since it's like farming and that's biological process in a lot of ways. I think it's also research because you skill. Of education, and I think it's you know you probably learned a lot about writing and reading and some basic skills that aren't so basic because some people don't have them. Let's go back to the fear. If you could do whatever you want here, you know what you want. You know what, what would it look like? Without if I could do anything I wanted. Anything. Right now. Money's not an issue. You're not great <laughs> enough. And I think we should give her a round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how's that feel? <laughs> um, you said that you didn't really necessarily have the skills yet to be where you wanted to be. Have you thought about um, like going out and taking tours of different farms yeah, or want to do. talking uh, to I don't know where you live, but more local, uh, or at least where traveling would necessarily be an issue. I know now is not the best time to be traveling, but like doing an internship where you could go out a couple so weeks. So something where you wouldn't have to necessarily worry about cutting back on your work schedule, but with people where you necessarily be volunteering, so they'd be willing to work with your hours. That's a fun suggestion. Now let's bring back to Zoe. I, I brought you through this because I wanted you to see two things. Kind of get a little bit to how scary that did feel to quit your job. But I think right now you look a little less afraid of the idea of quitting your job. Do you think that's true? Um, Just a little bit? I mean, I think it's something I've had in the back of my head for two years. It's like I know I need to either reduce hours or get away from it because it consumes everything. It separates from the dreams that I want to do. Okay, so that was the dream, anything you can do. What are some strategies you could do to get more time um, to be able to focus on farming? Well, one thing that I've been thinking about is asking for less hours. The less hours at work. Mm -hmm. What are some strategies? Strategies you could do. They might, possible strategies to increase this information and get this time for farming. Like Take an internship. <laughs> Take an internship. Or a paid internship. And at least I have some income while learning. Well, anyone in the audience want to just give us one? Could you change jobs? Yeah. Change you jobs. Do both? We're not going to discuss them, we're just going to collect them. Change jobs. 
That's the boring part too. What are the strategies? Does anybody else have some strategies you could use? Um, this would make it harder with longer days. Longer days? Instead of you know taking less hours, just adding more time to your day. Longer days, less days. Like four tens or something. Yeah, five eight. Okay. Anyone else got a strategy? Volunteer on the weekends or volunteer on the weekends. I'm gonna yeah. say reduce your spending. Looking at your budget and saying, where could I not spend money so I can have to lose much? Anyone else have any strategies? Research scholarship type opportunities. She does have a biology degree. Do you see why I wanted to know what your resources were? See if there's other opportunities through the U to gain other skills because you work there that may be offered to students and employees in the Like U. workshops. Workshops or other classes yeah. in the Ag School or things to help you gain skills. I'm going to say um, go to conferences. Just accept volunteers. So it's a trade. So it doesn't have to cost money. I could give you all the information if you want on the site. Um, Anybody else have a strategy? So now we have a bunch of strategies that we collected. You might look at them and go, hmm, I like that one or I don't like that one. You might have different feelings about different ones. When you look at this list, are any of them appealing that you want to look consider? Pick your favorite four. Change jobs. <laughs> <laughs> favorite four. Um, peen internship. <laughs> I look forward to have considered research scholarships. That one could be interesting. Opportunities at the university. What would be positive about this? Um, I guess with the paid internship, it would be some income. So even if I worked at Target or something, um, I would still have substantial enough income to eat and pay bills that I have to pay, like student loans. <laughs> and then still learn the skills that I want to learn. Mm -hmm to go forward. You've learned a lot of doing that with you. What, what really bad thing could happen to you? Not enough money to, to eat. <laughs> um, or maybe enough to eat, but maybe not enough to pay um, car notes, properly possessed if I don't make the notes. Um, I guess that's probably the one major asset I can lose. Student loans, I think there's ways to work with. But then the could you reduce your spending by getting with car to make this more possible? I don't know how we get there if I did that. I assume you're talking about working on a farm. Could you move? If I was just doing the paid internship and I didn't work at my other job yet. What's so scary about the paid internship? The paid internship is not scary. Not scary at all? Yeah. Is it appealing? Yes. <laughs> the risk? You could lose your car. Is that very serious? Yeah, maybe because it represents a kind of freedom. So I can go and do the things I need to do. I can get here, or you know, go pick up food at the store, or um, go pick up a relative. Or how much you own your car? Um, about almost three thousand. What's your pay? They're hundred dollars a month. But I've been working on trying to reduce that by paying over what they're asking. So then paying more towards the principal and less towards the interest. Changing jobs. What would be really great about that? Probably reduce work hours. I think right now, the job I have right now is salary, so I have income that's kind of guaranteed. Um, I think if I change jobs, 
they pay loss, uh, loss of benefits. You know what I'm hearing you say? Mm -hmm. Is that your assumption, your belief, is that if you don't work at the job you have now, at the hours you have now, you won't have enough money. Is that what you believe? Probably, partially, yeah. Is that true? Potentially, I'm not sure. I think it'd be really helpful to explore that, if that is true. Because that's what I'm hearing you say you believe. And I question whether that's true. And that you believe if you change your job, and that's where the fear is like causing some of your climb up this ladder of what you believe and then striving your actions, is that you're afraid if you quit your job, you're not going to have enough money, you'll lose your car, or you won't have a place to live, you'll get in trouble, you won't be okay. Something about your life will not be okay. And I think challenging that assumption might be really helpful for you. And maybe the way to challenge it would be to look at that ladder of inference and really look at what is the what is the real general ladder here. You know, which would be like you have a job, you get money, you make money, and really kind of collect that and then, you know, look at how you're climbing that ladder and see if you can climb it a different way and come to something that's actually more true and that will more drive you to what your goal is. Does that make any sense? And then I think if you do a strategy look, you won't be quite as driven by the fear of the bad thing that could happen. Because the truth is, you will be fine, even if you lose your car. When you're young, you're going to get there. You're going to be a farmer. That's your goal. You're going to get there. Do you want to take this any further? Do you want to go explore that concept? I feel like to go further before you explore the concept and get to that would be a little counterproductive. Because you'd be trying to answer a question when that fear is actually blocking you. And your body language has really changed since you came up here. When you first said it, you just seemed really frightened. But I don't know if your body language is indicative of what you're feeling right now, if it does look, feel less scary or not. But you're sending really different messages. So I think we should stop there, and I think that would be a good thing for you to work on. Actually, if I could just be so bold to offer an observation, you took some time out of your life to invest in your education, you got your degree in biology. Consider this economic change in your life as an investment towards getting to your farm. Approach it the same way you approach your, your degree, because it took an awful lot of challenges and expectations and decision making and everything else to go through college and get, get the degree you have. Use those same skills that you already have to apply towards this concept of changing jobs, what, what Trina was addressing. Anyone else want to comment on what we just did or talk about it at all? Mm -hmm. um, you were worried about, you know, your car payments. Well, you owe X amount of dollars left. There's a definite finalization where you won't owe any more on your car. Mm -hmm. you're no so you're saying she could, she could make a long-term plan? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, okay, I'm going to be paying for two more years on this car. If I find, you know, I'd like to be at an in internship in six months, you know, that means I'd have to, you know, make these sacrifices for the next six months, possibly move, still keep, be able to keep my car, work at an internship in five years. I'd like to be able to be at a spot where I could invest in my own land. And she could even then decide, wow, it is, once she got the fear out of there, she might decide, you know what, I'm not willing to give up my car. 
She might get to the point where she goes, yeah, I don't really need a car. I can give that up. Or she might say, I'm not willing to give it up, but maybe I'm going to kind of put this internship off until I pay it off, and I'm going to work extra hard to pay that off because I'm buying my freedom. I want to get there sooner. So you can see how it would drive you to all sorts of different decisions. Recognizing they have, you have the whole world's worth of options sitting there. And you'll find the one that matches you. I guess remember that you're not alone. I mean, you listed allies there. How can those allies help you? You know, especially family. You must have a close relationship if you're living with them and you're helping them out. Well, how can you um, change that position a little bit more? Maybe not pay as much of the bills for a little while until you pay off a little bit more of your car and like it, it'll all come back, you know, that people help each other out. Maybe someone in here even knows of an internship or something where, or internships where you can go and live in exchange for working there and still get a little bit of a stipend, you know. And, and Actually, most strongly in power of 10, I really kind of like seven minus <laughs> so it seems to make it happen. Um, so, you know, once you've kind of got your mind around Place you wanted to get. It, and I think the reason the power of ten works for me is because, in a sense, I've asked the question and I've got that out there on the blackboard of my mind, and it's driving a lot of my decisions on a subconscious level as well as a conscious level by being that intentionful with that end goal. It really works for me, I, I've noticed in my life. I feel like a lot of working adults go through that same thing. Like, I want to I wanna learn how to farm. But I have this life where I have things that I'm responsible for financially, and you know, how can I, but I need experience, and you can't necessarily get that farming experience and make a you know, wage that would support what you would do if you were still in the workforce in some other capacity. Um, but like Atina said, I think once you make that intent and once you decide to um, focus your life around that, you are okay. And, Come to you. Yeah, I think it just takes a little time. Mm -hmm. You get there. I would say, Zoe, that I think you already are a long ways there. You've made a lot of decisions in your life. You're very disciplined. You've done a lot to get you quite a ways through the process already. I, I think you're well on your way. Stick with it and do it on your own time schedule. It takes time. I would say you need four years education before you start farming. And then, you know, like Mike here is in his master's program. <laughs> He's working on his master's degree. Um, <laughs> but it takes time, you know? Before he's a farming, you're just still in high in college, and then you work on your master's. Your PhDs is a long ways away. I'm, I'm not quit before I got mine, you know? Um, it's, it's a process. It's really a process. And you're going right to the end. Um, do we, yeah. I guess the only thing I have to say, you know, I lost my EMT job, and uh, I was hoping to go into farming before I lost it, but it's definitely the fear of having less money and finding a job that leads you towards your goal that keeps you at that spot, you know? So, I mean, now I work at a co-op, and even though I make less money, I feel actually more knowledgeable about what I want to do and more focused and have more intent into yeah. where I'm going than before. I was just focusing more on the fear of having less money. And you might be able to find related work. This is a really good point you bring up. One of, um, I was a produce manager in 1979, and I became a produce farmer. And by being a produce manager, I was earning money. But I was learning exactly what a produce buyer wants and needs. 
and it was such useful information when I became a produce farmer, I totally knew how to make the produce buyer happy. Completely knew how to do it, and I was very good at it. Um, so there may be related work, if you really define what you want to do, that will actually teach you things and earn you money that you need to learn for later. If you, can, you, know, if you have some sense of what you need to learn outside of the actual hands-in farming skill. For more information on Farm Beginnings, see www.farmbeginnings.org. That's farmbeginnings.org. If you have comments or suggestions about this podcast, contact Brian DeVore at bdevore at landstewardshipproject.org, or you can call 612-722-6377. Thanks to Laura Borgendale, a Western Minnesota musician, for Ear to the Ground's theme music. And a special thank you to all of Land Stewardship Project's members who make initiatives such as this podcast possible. If you're not a member, visit landstewardshipproject.org to learn how you can support LSP. Thanks for listening. Thank you.